in 05 and 06 I deployed to Kuwait I used to wait every day for them to say Nature going home I missed my life, missed my wife For 15 months she was all alone But when I got back I felt out of control Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold I keep on drinking so I'm sinking in a river of liquor Me and my wife weren't alright, I didn't reconnect with it I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be so I Invested in myself, I started seeing coaches Life is a camera, I fixed the lens and now I see in focus Now my life's unrecognizable From my life just a couple years ago 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this and we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm gonna be a leader I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want Look, if I said it, then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done Consider it done If you need some inspiration, you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey Bailey Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Championship Leadership Podcast. We got Aaron Velke with us here today. Uh, currently, he's in Tempe, Arizona. So thanks for being here, man. Happy to be here. Absolutely. Um, well, I love to ask this question first. What championship leadership is the name of the podcast? So what comes to mind for you when you hear championship leadership? Mm. If I keep those words separate, when I think of championship, I think of high valor, effort, energy, intention, integrity. Interestingly, when I think of leadership, especially lately, I think of how do you respond when it's not going well? Yeah. And so in a way, those those seem opposites. The way I would connect that, if I, if I put it into one phrase, would be how do you respond to the hardest situations so that the easiest situations, the wins, they're smooth and they're enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. Um, well, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself uh, for the listeners that don't know who Aaron is and isn't familiar with you and maybe a little bit of the path that's taking you to where you are today and what you're up to? Happy to do that. Uh, so, Nate, I'm, I'm based here in Arizona now. I just had my first kid and just moved from Congrats, Baltimore. man. So a lot of change. It feels yeah. like the hourglass got flipped upside down. <laughs> yep. And... My journey through entrepreneurship, I, I quit my job in May of 2015. I spent a lot of years coaching kids through youth sports. I published a book on that. That book is called Let Her Play. I coached uh, girls soccer for, for about a decade. Okay. And learned a lot about leading. They taught me probably more than, than they realized. Yes. But that, that journey was the beginning of what leadership was to me. I, I had you know, some, some light touch points on how do you lead people, but never had I had the opportunity to truly step in for someone's future the way that I did as a coach then. And I learned a lot about coaching young adults, what they were missing in school, their mindset, their confidence. I also learned that I often had to uh, defend some of the intention that I had with the young adults to their parents. I had to, yeah. I had to step in and, and really isolate what was best for a player, for a person, sometimes for a young girl, for their parents had, they have very different intentions. They might want a scholarship, yeah. not to see their player grow. So taught me a lot. And I, I learned that there were two different audiences that I was serving. 
And as I got into entrepreneurship, I've got a company now called Money Club. And that has largely been a, this crazy arc of we're going to teach kids about money to now we teach adults about money. Okay. And the conversation of money in a lot of ways was never around money itself. It was around your values. It was around what you stood for. It was around how you get more of what you love and less of what the world tells us we need. Yeah. And as that arc started and my soccer coaching arc faded, I also got into personal development. And now there's a, a ton of personal development and leadership training and conversations around how do men and women step in for others more effectively with more of an open heart than a closed heart? How do we do this person to person? How do we build emotional intelligence? Uh, it's just it's just been this crazy journey. I, I, I sometimes am afraid to turn the page because I just don't know what's around the corner. And yet it's been the most exciting piece of my life is this unfolding of what's it mean to be a leader? How do you lead people away from what they think they know into what could serve them more effectively. And I'm, I'm still on that journey today. Yeah. Yeah. What do you have a background in soccer? I do. I played through college. Yeah. Uh, high school. It's been my favorite game. My first love. Okay. Uh, it's, it's been the teacher of so many lessons, like sports taught me so much. Yeah. And to pass yeah. that on through coaching was one yeah. thing. And, and now to, now to be a coach from a different angle and treat it right. like sports is the same. Like I coach entrepreneurs, but it's a, it's a yeah. similar game. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, uh, a friend of mine, he, his name's Greg McCluskey and uh, he's been on the podcast, but he would always say, I haven't seen him in a while, but I no doubt he still says this to the day, to this day, but he'd always say, I learned everything I, I, I uh, need to know in life by coaching nine-year-old girls soccer because he had like four girls and they all played soccer and he goes and he like said it all the time so much so that i remember it so exactly what you were talking about um what uh well what that's kind of it's a unique transition from coaching girls soccer to the the money club how did where did that come from you're around enough young adults for that kind of time you start yeah. to see pockets that are missing and uh Love, would love to connect with Greg. That sounds like a, a blood brother in a lot of yeah, ways. Yeah, absolutely. You love him too. He's awesome. Good dude. So spent, spending time, let's say 13 to 17, right? That, that like window of time. The young adults I've met that are that age are wickedly wise. They, they really have a handle on what's happening in the world. There's just a different cadence to the way to get information than what we got. And most of what they see and what they get in school are like miles and miles apart. So you listen yes. enough, right? This is, in my opinion, one of the, the like mantras of a good coach. You listen enough to what your players need and what they're experiencing. There's a big gap. Like what, what I'm learning as an entrepreneur and then coming to practice sharing was very different from what they're hearing in school, which is, you know, safety, jobs, follow, follow, follow. And yeah. The initial objective of Money Club was to, to make a sport out of money. And that's what we did. We, we went to schools. We, we just had this experience that was a game. Mm -hmm. And strangely enough, this is wild to even connect the dots on. Most of the volunteers, it was largely a volunteer effort. We were a nonprofit at the time. We're now a venture-backed business. Most of the volunteers that came in said, you know, I wish I would have had this as a kid. And yeah. we thought at the time, we were like, yeah, we're on to something. This is great. Yeah. What I know now is what they were really screaming out loud is I need this too. 
Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. And there was just this, you know, this passion behind, well, let's give them something that I never got. Like selfishly, that that was the memo for me was, I wish somebody would have taught me this younger. And I think our whole team really believes in that mantra. And now what I've learned by coaching soccer, I'm with a player for uh, four hours a week. Sure. Yeah. What matters is what happens the other 70 hours a week. Right. And if I, even if I teach a young adult about money, somebody 16, 17, what matters is the rest of their ecosystem. So going to work with their parents, working with companies now that want their, their teams to learn about money. We offer a lot of employee wellness programs. So a leader in that company says, Hey, I, I care for my employees, show them how to build their credit, show them how to invest, show them how to build, help them get more stable. Mm -hmm. That's how we're going to affect the kids too. Cause they're going to watch their parents do it. Yeah. So a yeah. lot of change right. in my mentality that way. Love it, man. What's uh, what type of education are you give are, are you giving through the money club? I'd say 70% of it is how do you work? How, how is your relationship with money? And even with entrepreneurs, I do a lot of coaching one-on-one. -on -one, like it's gotta be your relationship with money that matters. Yeah. yeah. And ironically, there's a lot of, here's how money works. Just, just know how money works. And yeah. I know plenty of people that understand credit quite well, but they seem to spend a lot on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> so, and, uh, you know, this, this question of our behavior, our habits, our mindset is largely the focal point. You, you yeah. do need to understand mechanics. It's yeah. really important. Love but none that. of that matters if your habits are correct. Are you familiar with Jeremy Newsom? No. Oh man, you got to 100%. You got to connect with that guy. He's, uh, he's an amazing dude. And uh, he's, similar journey i would i would say he's all about educating people and around money and he's got a book called uh money does grow on trees and digs into a lot of the the mindset but you guys look like you're probably about the same age he does a lot of he's made a lot of money through day trading teaching people how to day trade but also just like he gives almost he's at the point now and he's just, he's young he's like 34 and he gives almost he gives a ton of what he does away for free like just because yeah. he wants more people to win so anyways i I'll, I'll make that connection you guys would love to chat i would love to connect with him yeah absolutely um well let's talk a little bit about you know who are some of the championship leaders coaches mentors that you've had in your life that have impacted you and really more so like what are some of the characteristics that have really stood out from those individuals that, that maybe you've taken to model who you are as a leader the first one that comes to mind is a guy named David. David, uh, David was a really early investor in, in me. I didn't know that just at the time. Yeah. Like the investment he made in the organization was directly about me as a leader. And here's what I attempt to model as much as I can. When COVID hit, we, as a youth education company, were on fire. Like we lost everything in 14 hours. I, I've never experienced that kind of yeah. fear in my life. Yeah. And I, it took me three weeks to like emotionally drown. And I called and said, David, I, I'm not sure we're going to make it out of this. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. And I'm really scared that I'm going to let you down. And he said something to me that, that I admire and continue to admire as the journey unfolds. He said, Aaron, I'm, I'm already successful. Like I, I didn't, I didn't bet on you because I need, I need you to win for me. Like 
I'm a believer in you and, and who you are and who you're going to become. And if it's this venture, great. If this is the lesson, great. Yeah. I'm in. Like I'm, I'm in. Yeah. And it was this, I was shaking before that conversation. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Right. To, to like go to a guy that gave me, give me $50,000. Like I, maybe I blew it. Right. Like this is going to be yeah. the end. He's going to, he's going to write me off forever. And my reputation is going to be completely dead. And, and I think it restored two things. One integrity in, in being a leader is, is not just in the wins, right? I talked about the failure piece. Like it's really important to just own, Hey, this is not going well. And his response to that was equally as important, right? There's an emotional intelligence in saying, Hey, like <laughs> there's a, it's a worldwide pandemic, man. I, I'm okay. Are you? Yeah. And that was such a big moment for me that I, I attempt to model. I think another, another big moment when I look back at, at who I am now and how I deal with stuff, the, there have been a couple mentors that I've gotten through a community called Go Abundance that I've just, I've just loved. Yeah. And my like journey into fatherhood came with a lot of fear also, a whole lot of it. And a couple of guys that I talk to pretty regularly, both amazing fathers, just really, really grounded down to earth, reminded me in this sort of like crunch time moment where I'm freaking out because there's a lot of change coming. And they're like, hey, dude, there was already a lot of change coming. Yeah. And <laughs> like you, you're, you're adaptable. You're so adaptable. Know that you're not alone, that we will answer the call at two o'clock when you're freaking out and that all the things that you've gone through, while it feels like it's going to be 100% in your world and nobody else gets it, we get it. Yeah. And I think that reminder of, of them telling me that I, I wasn't alone was, was really timely and is a big part of what, what I aspire to do for others, right? What, whether it's money or whether it's entrepreneurship, whether it's how to build a company culture, whether it's being a leader, you are not alone. And that's a, yeah. that's a really important memo in a, in a time where it's very easy to be alone. Right. Yeah, no doubt. Especially yeah, over the last few years. Oh man. Yeah. It's, it, it, you know, we work from home, we live at home, we eat at home, we poop at home. Like, right. We just do everything here. And it, it promotes a, a culture of we connect digitally and then we go back to our aloneness and whether you're running an organization of, of like everyone in an office or everyone remote, that aloneness is a big part of what makes an organization feel like home for people. And dude, people, people are leaving jobs for less money. Yeah. It's like, a, yeah. it's a cool world right now <laughs> yeah, because it points right. back to community. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, uh, you know, if there's something good from all of this, it's like you say, maybe some priorities reshifting for some people and, and realizing what matters most to them really in the end. So, yeah, um, that's, that's a cool story about David as well. And, you know, there's, man, you don't hear those stories that often, unfortunately, and it's incredible to have those types of people in your life. And I think we all need a David in our life, if not five of them. And, uh, <laughs> So that's cool. That's, that's amazing that, that, uh, you had that for yourself. Yeah. What, uh, what's, what is your vision? I love talking about vision. Cause I think that's a big part of champ leadership, championship leadership, 
um, because I think the greatest leaders, coaches, they have a vision that I think a lot of others can't see. And a lot of others probably even think is crazy, right? Like, what are you doing? What, like, you know, who are you to think you could go do this or that? Mm -hmm. And so not only do they have that crazy vision, but they have the courage to take action on it. Right. And really make a big impact. So what's, what's that for you with what you're doing with money club and where you're going in your life and the impact that you want to make? Well, a couple key contributors, and then I'll explain the vision itself. So my son's name, his, his uh, first and middle name are Emerson Quest. And my partner, Lauren, and I were really intentional about how we name, you know, a kid. It's like, yeah, geez, sure. it's like a big deal. Yeah, no doubt. Those initials, though, are EQ. EQ and that yeah. emotional intelligence is really a wavelength between the two of us and, and the way that we see the world and, and what's kind of missing. I think Money Club, as one venture and one fraction of, of who I want to become, has largely been about can we help leaders create culture in their organizations. And the reason I care about culture as an organization is because I've been in an organization that sucked. Yeah, right. <laughs> it just yeah. it was miserable to go to work every day. And I recognize that as an entrepreneur, I have such limitless potential. Like it's, it's uncanny sometimes for me to reframe back into what it felt like to be in an organization with boxes that I had to stay in. And through the last couple of years in particular, what I found is that most, most individuals just want to feel appreciated, feel like they're growing, and feel like they're a part of something bigger than them. And those feel like really simple things to implement. And I don't think many leaders have the skills or, or even the care or the maybe intention to make those a priority in their organization. So the vision I've had for a long time is, you know, how, how do you reshape work? How do you make work where in, like people wake up and they're excited to go there? Yeah. It, it weaves the, the ideas of conscious capitalism where we can go after profit all we want. It's also the involvement of all the stakeholders that are a part of this. And how do we wake up leaders who, who are largely the recipients of the team that works underneath them? We, we get all the reward, right? Like yeah, Money Club does true. well. I look like a hero. I'm not. I'm just the face of it. Yeah. And I really want to help reshape that. It's, it's starting to happen. And I think more and more leaders are waking up to like, hey, I need some new tools because this, this boat has changed a lot. Yeah. And of the ventures that I, I find myself really called to, whether that's speaking or coaching or money club or, or all these things, what stands out to most of me is giving a voice to the people that, that don't typically have a voice in the workforce where it just sounds like a complaint. And I get that complaint because I was I was that guy who was like, I feel totally trapped here. The ceiling's on me. I, I don't feel happy. I'm not excited. There's no team element. There's no conversation. There's no safety. There's no connection. What am I doing here? Yeah. And that cornering, when people are cornered, that's when things go south. Yeah, no doubt. Right. I want to provide more opportunities for leaders to get a hook and handle and build skills to, to fix that for their, their team, their org, their group, their community, their movement, their neighborhood, their, their family, all of those things are the same. Yeah, that's amazing. I love it. Um, again, we need more and more of that in our world too. I think, uh, 
yeah, culture is something that I talk a lot about when I'm out speaking and, 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 uh, you know, makes or breaks a lot of different organizations and companies and, and teams all over the place. So yeah, beautiful. What's, uh, what's, what's, um, like a critical moment, I guess I call it, uh, kind of the fork in the road moment for you where obviously you made the decision that you did, which has you where you are today, but you know, had you made a different decision could be, be somewhere very different. I think a lot of people facing those decisions, we, we have probably numerous moments like this in our life, really mm-hmm. kind of defining moments, but I think it's powerful when people hear how others have chose to help them maybe through that. So is there a moment or two that comes to mind you can share? Uh, we need like a seven hour podcast. Yeah, we got more time. <laughs> uh, so one, one was that conversation with David, right? Yeah. And, and really that was a, that was one sliver of a larger pie that was, Hey, like the world just shifted and we're in no position to survive this. We did, we pivoted, yeah. we, we dealt with it. Uh, an, another one that, that always stands out to me. I remember really, really young. This was my first lesson in tough news. I was soccer first love. I'm yeah. excited going into my senior year. I've lined up some recruits and before the season start, I think it was right before the season started or as it did, I get injured and oh, injury, you know, this is a, sort of a classic story. The, the injury was significant enough where a lot of doctors were like, dude, you're not going to play again. Yeah. Hang up the boots, focus uh, on your academics. And the reason that was such a, a large blow, I know, I know some listeners will really get this. It, it doesn't matter whether it's sports or it's music or it's just your thing. Right. That was my vice. Yeah. Right? That was like what kept me safe, what kept me protected, what kept me saying no to the wrong influences. That was like my, my safety. Yep. And that news completely distorted what I thought the world was. Sure. Good yeah. kid trying to do the right thing, going my way. And it was just like, is this <laughs> yeah. way to what? And there was a series of months where I was just, I was just sad. And if I look at the story arc of my life, there have been moments where I just, you feel defeated. And because I was like, I was like uh, 17, something like that. This was like the first one of those where I truly felt defeated. And I ended up healing and i walked on to a division one program at umbc here in baltimore and by no means had a prolific college career my mindset was nowhere where it needed to be to handle yeah. the shift and change and i was largely uncoached all the way through high school i just, just but that moment of i'm going to pursue this relentlessly yeah and get there was it taught me a lot so sure. i i had to in any fitness test i had to be fastest most fit. yeah i just i, I was a walk-on like right in, in a similar metaphor right it'd, it'd be like a a guy with with no pants coming into a job interview <laughs> yeah right. don't take you don't take me serious yeah right and that that whole lesson is almost duplicated throughout entrepreneurship right defeated what do you do you, yep. do you sit back yep. down you stand up and it took me, I don't know, a long time to really appreciate that I was rather determined. I fought through it. And over the, the course of the last three years, where there have been massive disruptions for a lot of people, I go back to that moment a lot. 
because that was yeah. all the odds are against you. The odds were against me, even if I just wanted to walk on healthy, let right. alone yeah. after an injury. Do I want to keep playing? And that that question has been a really loud, like in the last 10 days, really loud mm -hmm. question. I, I was playing uh, a couple of days ago, just moved out here. The heat's kicking my ass. Yeah, and, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm with a new team. I, I just kind of like found a group to play with. Yeah. We're getting dest destroyed, man. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's not fun. Uh, and the, the referee asked us with four minutes left, do you want to keep playing? Like, if yeah. that doesn't sting yeah, your yeah. ego, I don't no know. Doubt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it took me back to that same moment. Like, sure. Look, all the the deck is empty. There's no more cards left. Do you want to keep playing? And I I, I share that story and, and sort of that motif because I think on the outside, entrepreneurship looks great. It's it is. The grass yeah, is definitely right. greener on this side. Yeah. But there are these moments where you're just like, dude, do, do I want I'm getting beat up here. Do I want to keep playing? And that has to be a choice. And that choice, whether you're a leader or you're working in a group to achieve a mission, it doesn't matter what it is. You, you're going to be confronted with that choice. Do you want to keep playing? And I'm really proud of that moment. I'm also proud yeah. that throughout the, the various different inflection points in my career, I've, I've been able to answer the question pretty clearly. Yeah. Yes. I want yeah. to keep playing. Did you keep playing? We did. I was like, dude, don't stop the clock. Yeah, let's know. go. <laughs> I mean, it's only 40 minutes, four minutes. Let's do it. <laughs> I love it. Um, beautiful. I, I got to imagine the, uh, it, the level of, you know, I just think of Arizona kind of, um, that there's a lot of soccer being played out, played down there. Is the competition a little stiffer down there than it is up back in Maryland or not really? Maryland's got a really good, like that DMV area has a really good soccer. Hub. Does it? Um, uh, this this has been great too. I do think that I'm I'm just entering in the foray to sure. where I'll find that. Yeah. Uh, it's also I didn't know this. You would think I would. I it's August now. <laughs> yeah, right. August, and for the last eight weeks, it's the hottest part of the the year yeah. here. And a lot of people in Arizona they just, just don't play. Kind of right? It's kind of yeah. like their winter up here. Yeah. 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 So yeah, in Minnesota, you're just like listen. I'm just unavailable for 60 days. <laughs> exactly. Uh, similar here in the middle. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> What's up? We start to wrap this up, but there's one or two things that we could give to the listeners, you know, lessons that if they were to take and implement would help them move their life forward today. Uh, what would that be? A question that always has helped me is, you know, what what are the things I stand for? And it's it's a it's not like a, cafe question that's a three-dayer yeah right and i i think that question is valuable because it can guide your career it can buy, guide your relationships and guide a lot of things what do you stand for mm -hmm. and that doesn't i also want to make sure that that doesn't pedestalize something big it could be something so small uh, it's easy to say like well world hunger or, you know financial education or something yeah. massive it could also be my community. I stand for my neighbors. I stand for my, my little cul-de-sac. That can be it. Yep, right. Finding that though, really, yeah. really clarifies what your actions are. So that question has been floating through my mind a lot lately. Uh, I think the other, other tool that, that I come to a lot and often is in whatever capacity you can financially, can you invest in you and put 
relentless dollars into you, whether that's books, $10, $12. If mm -hmm. that's coaching, if that's a community, a group, if that's an online course, we are the, the drivers of our life. We're the ceiling. Yeah. And I was very hesitant because every thing felt like a scam. I was like, oh yeah, no, this right. person's selling me something. And I, I've realized now that that's actually the way that yeah. I, I want to be around someone that has done something I haven't that says, hey, I will help you. I'll trade you yeah. to get you there faster. Yeah. And if someone is listening that's hesitant to do that, really reconsider. It, it will change everything. It's yeah. changed everything for me. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Um, what are a few ways we can follow you and, and uh, yeah, you know, check, see what you're up to and Money Club and whatever else, social media. It occurs to me, do people ever say like, I'm not on social media after a podcast? You know, some people do actually. Some people are like, yeah, you know, not most don't though. Most yeah. are usually, yeah. <laughs> I just, I just wonder a world where it's like, yeah, here's all this information. I don't yeah. exist though. <laughs> Which I can uh, appreciate some of these people that are like, yeah, I'm not really on it because sometimes I just wish I wasn't too, but you know, it is, it's also a powerful thing. So yeah, it, yeah. The tool, right. The tool. Right. Yeah. Um, well, you can find me on most platforms just with my name, Aaron Velke, A-A-R-O-N, V as in victory, E-L-K-Y. Like Instagram handle is just that. TikTok's just that. Really, really yep. easy. Thankfully, I've got a unique name. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. Uh, if your business, your team is looking for employee financial wellness, you can go to wearemoneyclub.com. That's like our corporate website where you can find everything about us from individual courses to employee wellness programs. Uh, if people are interested in in me and what I do individually, my book, my my coaching, yeah. anything related to entrepreneurship and acceleration, you can just go to my website, AaronVelke.com. So a lot of lot of simple ways. No, yeah, absolutely. Uh, no complex math here. <laughs> Keep it simple, man. That's that's the way of the world. Um, I will uh, we'll make sure we get that linked up. I appreciate your conversation today. It's it's been fun to hear you and your story. And and uh, thanks for being on. Thanks for having me, Nate.